0: Hello, my name is Father Jacob, creator and founder of Region Catholic. Region Catholic is a platform used to teach the Catholic faith with the flavor of Northwest Indiana, also known as the region. If you like this content, then like, comment, or subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And better yet, share this, regioncatholic.com, with a friend. If you'd like to support us, you can go to our Patreon page, found at regioncatholic.com, where you can support us at three levels. Get shout-outs on our podcasts, or get your hands on exclusive merchandise. Thank you for your support, enjoy the podcast, and God bless you. Jesus said to his disciples, Amen, I say to you, it will be hard for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for one who is rich to enter the kingdom of heaven. When the disciples heard of this, they were greatly astonished and said, Who then can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, For men this is impossible, but for God all things are possible. Then Peter said to him in reply, We have given up everything and followed you. What will there be for us? Jesus said to them, My men, I say to you, that you who have followed me in the new age, when the Son of Man is seated on his throne of glory, will yourselves sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. And everyone who has given up houses or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for the sake of my name will receive a hundred times more and will inherit eternal life. But many who are first will be last, and the last will be thirst. In the Holy Land there is a Scene that I remember very distinctly where there was a very low door next to the city gates. Particularly, it was this door that is spoken of today in the gospel, one of the images of it, that the camel should pass through the eye of a needle. When cities in Jesus' time were being attacked, they would be sure to keep the gates closed, for it would protect the city. And so, in order for traders to enter through the city gate, they would have to have their camel approach this low-placed door that would only allow for, say, one camel or a handful of people in at a time, kind of like a choke point. And they would have to have the camel kneel down and then unload all of its goods around it. And then it would be a tool for then the camel to be able to pass through as if crawling. So it would inhibit free entry of horses and other invaders through this door, and it would also allow goods to pass through because then the camels would pass through unimpeded and it wouldn't allow a rush through the city gate. In any case, it was very practical because in this time of unloading, it's possible then that the tax collectors would have the opportunity to count the goods and to take account of what was being brought into the city and to ensure then that everyone would get their fair share. Everyone would get what was theirs. In any case, in the time then we think about this image of being humble, of being made low, of being able to pass through the eye of the needle. In our particular culture that we live in today, we live with abundant things, abundant wealth, and it's useful for us to remember their proper place. For goods of this world are not necessarily evil, they don't necessarily hold us back from our relationship with God, and we can see that particular way illustrated in the story of Jesus. On one hand, Jesus came from a very poor background and a poor upbringing. He had a very humble birth. but And also, as well, Jesus' uh, his parents, you know, his foster father, Joseph and Mary, in the temple after he was born to give thanks were to give an offering. It was the, temp, you know, the usual Jew, uh, Jewish custom. So when they offered that offering, it was to turtle doves, particularly a very low offering, the lowest priced option that would have been given to followers of the Jewish way in that time. So you can see poverty in the life of Jesus, but also as well, he knew Nicodemus, he knew Joseph of Arimathea, those who were of great status to buy a newly hewn tomb and to also as well be able to buy the burial things required to prepare the body of Jesus. This indeed required money. Also as well, we can see in the story of Lazarus that Lazarus was a particularly prominent status because indeed he had a lot of people to view his body after he passed away, before he was resurrected by Jesus. In any case, in these moments of Jesus' life, and particularly in the life of also as well of Joseph and Mary, we can see that Jesus, of course, was no stranger to poverty, but he was no stranger to those around him who had wealth as well, and he loved them, and he followed, they followed Jesus as faithful disciples, those of great wealth. So in our own lives, I just remember a story that a priest shared with me. He said in all the funerals that he'd done, in all the wakes, funeral services, visitations, processions, etc., In those moments of taking the person to their final resting place, to the cemetery, there was no U-Haul to take with them all of their belongings, all of the things and goods that they'd accumulated in this life. Indeed, no U-Haul will follow behind us in the hearst, so we have to remember the goods of this world must be in their proper place, that they shouldn't bind us to the things of this world and lead us to sin, but rather be used as tools, to draw ourselves and draw others closer to the heart of God and the heart of Jesus Christ. So don't be afraid today of material goods, of material wealth, but rather always use them as tools to draw ourselves, to draw those you love, to draw your friends closer to the heart of God and closer to the heart of Jesus Christ.